Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs! This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. They are warriors trained to survive, trained to kill. While some don their armor and defend the flock, others lurk in the shadows, plotting their next attack. They will dishonor their oath. They will rape and murder. Were these monsters born this way, or are they a product of their surroundings? This is Dishonorable Mention. Fallen! Alright, alright, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. Welcome back to another episode of Dishonorable Mention, where we talk about history's greatest men. No, they're, yes. they're not the greatest men, they're horrible men. As always, I am your host, Marianovich, and the... Voice you are listening to is my comrade Kristolovich. I know she is a woman, but we are very progressive. We allow one woman for podcast per every thousand miles. Congratulations. You're so weird. I chose Kristolovich for her childbearing hips and her abilities to make great beef stroganoff. I don't even know what beef stroganoff is. Welcome to the show. First, we have to pay the bills. Yes. As you heard at the top of the show, our friends and state sponsors are Sweet Stash. Please, go buy their cakes. I don't know if they make any beef strong enough, but I heard their cakes are good. And if you don't buy their stuff, we will find you and no. arrest you. No, no, we won't. And we will beat Why? you like dogs. No! Why are you bringing and we the also have sponsors in on this? Absinthe-minded. It is not vodka, but it is okay. Oh, my God. It'll get you drunk, and that's all you need. Please, no. again, buy their stuff or be arrested. Your choice. Don't bring choice. This, your insanity into the, the sponsors. Just leave them alone. Combatflipflops.com. If you want 10% off, put in promo code FALLIN360. And then we have BlackbeardFire.com. Great fire starters for when you want to start your neighbor's house on fire. You do not want to do for that. For disrespecting your family. Nobody, nobody do that. BlackbeardFire.com. 
for 10% discount, use Fallen360 as your promo code. Again, please respect and buy their stuff or be beaten like no, dogs. No, no, no beating will happen. And those were our nice sponsors. For you to Thank do that. you. You don't have to. I don't know what's gotten into him. Again, this is dishonorable mention where we talk about great heroes. No, they're not great heroes. They're horrible people do who do horrible things. And ha- just happen to have served in the military. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we no longer have Kristolovich as our comrade on this show. This is, in fact, her last episode. I bid you farewell. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Well, that was a great intro, huh? And no, it was horrible. Woo! Marjanovich, huh? He's a little woke. He is crazy. He's woke. He's woke. He's woke for a Russian. He led a, a woman <laughs> on the show. He's not woke at all. He killed a <laughs> lot of women. He is the opposite of woke. He is a joke. Ooh, I just said something. I know. It, did that rhyme? Yeah. Yeah. He's not woke. He's a joke. That's funny. I'm, I'm making stickers. You actually, yeah, you did make a joke. You made a joke. You made joke. it funny. Hey, um, this is a crazy show. This guy was a military guy. He was a, he was a um, Russian veteran which is why you had marianovich talking <laughs> so anyways um this is dishonorable mentions mm-hmm. uh please go uh check out our sponsors <laughs> yes <laughs> disregard what marianovich said he's he's out of the room now so don't he worry is. about that guy i hope he does not come back yeah i just wanted to invite him over because i figured he's russian he could talk about you know this guy that we're going to talk about today uh so with that being said mm-hmm. um we're going to talk about andre chikatilo Ugh, i think that's gross. how you say his name chikatilo chikatilo yeah and uh, he just happened to be a Russian. He was also in the in the Russian military. He was broken. As you all know, the Sample mentions, we don't talk about heroes. They're, these guys are the opposite of heroes. They're zeros. Oh, that's twice you rhymed something. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Look, Look at, at you me. studying. Look at you studying. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this guy uh, was pretty ruthless, huh? He's, he's, he's up there. When you get into like American serial killers, it's one thing. Then you start getting into these guys from these other countries and like sometimes like some of those numbers that our guys hold up are nothing compared to what these guys got away with. And yeah, and different for sure, different times, but also different countries. Obviously, law enforcement, you know, was a a little bit different. Laws were a little bit different. And so um, and the uh, the ability to uh, to get DNA and to arrest people. Yeah, it was really interesting there. When you listen to him, they were like, he was type A blood and the perpetrator was type AB blood. And was like, that's how you were doing matching? Like, right. Just by the type, you're like, like just, you know, many. And then, well, then I don't want to get too far into it because I know we're going to talk about it. Yeah. But uh, then they found out like they had they had actually got his blood type incorrect. Yeah. At some point <laughs> anyway. So they were even comparing the wrong blood type. Yeah. So a lot of lot of a um, lot of mistakes made, which obviously helped him get away with murder. I was actually surprised that he actually kind of not got caught, but was a, a suspect from the very mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. From his very first murder, he was suspected. He was sus of that murder. 
uh, except for it was Russia. And yeah. so they found someone that fit the bill a little bit closer to him. And so they went with that guy. Uh, but anyway, so that allowed him to get away. But there were so many times that he was either arrested or a suspect. Like many other murders that we've talked about uh, or cases, this guy got caught quite a few times, but then let go for some reason. And I'm not here to rag on just the Russian law enforcement. Yeah, we fuck it up all the time. We too. fuck it up too. And we, they actually, it was kind of badass towards the end. So the Green River, yeah, the Green River Killer. Um, the ha- the same thing happened to him like twice, where yeah. they 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 suspected him, they questioned him, and then they let him go for whatever reason. So, um, so yeah, we're we're not that much better. <clears throat> I guess it's just uh, a sign of the the times, right? Uh, this was in the seventies, I believe. He started from seventy eight all the way to mm-hmm. ninety, yeah. until he finally got arrested. Uh, Chikatilo was born in uh, nineteen thirty six. And died in 1994 in prison. So he was a geriatric. He got caught up. He was up. older. He was older, yeah. So, um, but his history, you kind of felt sorry for this guy at the beginning. At the beginning. Until you started reading the murders. Yeah, and then I was like, ah, fuck you. But I'm always like that. At yeah. the beginning, they, they, they pull you in with their like, well, this was sad. He had a lot. This guy, I feel, is the most text book serial killer from beginning to end beginning to end he was textbook from an overbearing mother to bedwetting yeah the only thing they don't really bring up is cruelty to animals we don't hear that well that's because it was russia in the 50s and 60s so there was no cruelty to animals (laughs) everything was allowed it (laughs) was because they were starving like and then he had absolutely you're right because they were eating like leaves and like they talk he he talked a lot and his childhood was horrible it was like um his father was very kind um they were, it was during communism with the beginning of it of Stal, was it Stalin? Yeah, Stalin. Yeah, when they took well, all the was, farmland yeah. and divided it up and then you just worked for free and exchange, you got a small piece of land, but it didn't you, produce enough. You got a piece of land to produce for others. That's the sad yeah. part. It's like, oh, we're not going to pay you. We're just going to give you a job. Yeah. And basically. Then, and we're so going to give you never, land. Yeah. And you're going to make stuff for others. For others. And they never, ever had enough to eat. So he said, like, he never had bread until he was 12. Um, and then World War II happened. And the German sh- soldiers came in. And they... Well, let's let's get... Okay. Let's, before you get into that, yeah. uh, let's get into his, like, childhood. Uh, like, before the age of 12. Like, all the, the, the stuff you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So he was... Um, an only child uh, yes. until you yes. know, later on. Uh, but he, like you said, he would often go to school mm-hmm. uh, so hungry that he would pass out in school. Yes. He would pass out at home. Um, all their food was taken. They didn't make any money. Uh, this was in Ukraine, which was, you know, controlled by, by Joseph Stalin, uh, mm-hmm. forced into col- collectivization mm-hmm. of agriculture. And is he what was they called it, very right? meek. And he was very mild, and um, because he was well, he starving, had no, no freaking energy, he had no energy, he had no energy. He was small, um, so tiny. That, yeah, so he was bullied because Russia. They like 
they like their toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. But what I don't get is that even though he was small and starving, you got to figure most of the other kids were too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't quite understand like where he went to school that, that he was so different. Like everybody was going through this, right? So maybe there was something there too physically. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they were just that poor. I don't know what these other kids were doing. I can't imagine that he was going to school with like, you know, Scott kids, kids. yeah, you know, rich kids, uh, <laughs> yeah. or, or kids of like, you know, the, you know, the, the, uh, different social economic class. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't imagine that. I, I can only imagine he was going to school with other farmers or farmers kids, but you know, whatever, maybe, yeah. maybe his dad wasn't a successful farmer. I don't know. Either way, they were very poor, um, and like you said, they would eat leaves and grass just to fill their bellies mm-hmm. because they were they were just just so that they wouldn't be hungry. Yeah. Right. And then, um, yeah, like you said, World War Two broke out. His father was drafted. You mm-hmm. know, it was not a real draft. He was just freaking probably taken. All the males were were taken at that point, right? Or uh, war aged males, uh, and not even then. I think teenagers. Yeah, you know, teen, teen, teenage boys were also taken. Right. Uh, there's stories of during World War Two where Russia, the only reason they won against the Germans. Well, two reasons was because of the extreme cold weather that mm-hmm. the Germans weren't necessarily prepared for. And the Russians just had so many people. They mm-hmm. outnumbered everyone. They they lost. If you look at the numbers of how many people died um, in Russia during World War Two, um, mm-hmm. their numbers are astronomical mm-hmm. compared to everyone else's the u.s germany uh, japan every, every italy right france all these other countries uh russia is just is it's incredibly it's larger than any other country's losses mm-hmm. that's because they used humans as weapons right they would just throw flesh at the problem right for example they had more soldiers than they had weapons um, there's, you know, cases where in battle they would send two or three young men to the front lines with one rifle. Oh, my God. And they would all kind of share that rifle. And when the one guy that had the rifle went down or was killed, the other person would pick it up and, and use it. Right. And that's essentially how they how they fought. So they went to battle without proper equipment, without rifles, without weapons, things like that. And so it was just an overwhelming number of humans that was just thrown at the enemy and that's how they won most of their battles like i said between the winters and and the the overwhelming numbers is how russia defeated you know most of their their foes so anyways so his dad went to combat after a year i believe um he got um captured and he became a, a prisoner of war uh, I never got to see who exactly. I'm 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 assuming it was by the Germans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so while he was gone, you know, obviously this guy was left alone with his mother, and so his mother, like you mentioned, was overbearing. Um, she would beat him. She would uh, criticize him for yeah. bedwetting. Uh, they lived in a one-bedroom house. Essentially, I don't even know it was one bedroom. It was just a, a, a one room house, essentially, not even a bedroom. It was just one room and they slept in the same bed. And then she ended up pregnant with a daughter while the dad was a prisoner of war. So 
couldn't have been his, right? I yeah. don't think that's how it works. I don't think the math added up. So um, there's some speculations that during that time, well, the, the speculations are that the child uh, could have been a product of rape. The German soldiers were known to, you know, uh, rape and pillage, you know, mm-hmm. the the places they went to that they conquered. And so, you know, there, there are rumors that this daughter could have been, you know, belonged to a German soldier after the mother got raped. Since they lived in a one-room, you know, building or one-room house, there are also rumors that he may have been present at the time of this rape, which mm-hmm. could be what kind triggered of triggered a lot, a of, lot of the stuff he ended up doing Correct. in the future so it was pretty sad childhood pretty traumatic like you said the overbearing mother the absent father you know the the bedwetting um the trauma since he was a, a baby and if he witnessed his mother being mm-hmm. raped and then you know saw the product of that every day when his sister yeah. it's got to be pretty traumatic right so mm-hmm. now he he's probably got all these thoughts and ideas of women um, or maybe now this is you said I know earlier you was like oh she was raped and we're like well maybe she was raped yeah or maybe she had a boyfriend a boyfriend on Who the knows? side and that could also be something this guy witnessed yeah and kind of kept himself and mm-hmm. hated his mother for. Yeah, because on his they loved their dad. Even the yeah. sister who, the dad came back, raised the sister who was obviously not his. And she described him as very cl- kind, but the mother was just ruthless. Awful. Always comes down to the mothers. But. Be kind to your children, mothers. Yeah, because people care more about their mothers. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it was also interesting, he's very intelligent. So even though he struggled at school, once he got there, his teachers were amazed at his studies and he was always top of the class and he did a great job. So he even used to, I guess because he was bullied in school, he would bring a lot of his homework or a lot of his uh, reading materials home and he loved to read. Mm -hmm. So obviously an intelligent kid, he loved to read. He loved to learn uh, about, you know, whatever, you know. So he was very interested in, in the world. Uh, when he got older and he was getting ready to go to college, he took a, um, a test, I guess, and mm-hmm. did well. Yeah. But apparently his grades in school weren't so good. So you can only imagine as a farmer or as a farmer's kid uh, and being bullied, even though he was very smart. And like I said, he brought his homework or his reading materials home. And he was the only one that graduated from his from farm. his family. Yeah. So but from his farm, from the whole farm, like village. Right. And he but his grades weren't high enough. So obviously it wasn't that he wasn't smart enough, but he probably just didn't go to school enough. Right. Probably missed so much school that his grades weren't good enough to get into college, even though he had a great um, he did great on his on his you know college aptitude test, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, but then, you know, there's rumors that just other kids did better than him or whatever, but you know, he was at a very, very social class. So Mm -hmm. that could also be it. He didn't have enough money to pay his way through. I'm sure if you had the money back in Russia in the sixties, you could probably afford to, to send your kids to school, even if they weren't, you know, smart enough, whatever. So either way he didn't get in, but he did go to vocational school. And after he graduated from vocational school, he ended up doing what? 
joined the military. Yeah. So he was only there for three years. But in those three years, he worked with the KGB as a communications mm-hmm. uh, unit in East Berlin. He also worked with the uh, border guards in Central Asia. Um, so his work uh, record was unblemished. Yes. Um, so again, he found his, his calling, right? So again, we have a guy... Because we've had a few of these. The Green River Killer was the same way. The Green River Killer had a very uh, perfect uh, military record, mm-hmm. right? And so did this guy. There were no signs of anything. In fact, there were no signs of anything until later on in his life, like well, you mentioned. he had a couple incidents as a teenager yeah, he, yeah. with his his sister's friends where he like kind of, it was, it was sexual assault, but it wasn't rape. Right. And so- those things kind of got brushed under, you know, right. like, oh, so you could see something was coming down the pipe. Yeah. And I guess what I mean when I say that is I'm not trying to normalize sexual assault, but you got to think it's Russia during that time. And even in America during that time, like those type of things, um, while obviously not acceptable, were a little bit more normal. Right. It's kind of one of those where people used to say boys will be boys. Yeah. Kind of thing. Unfortunately. Me. Unfortunately, so um, that's what I'm trying to say compared because a lot of people did those mm-hmm. things, right? A lot of men yes. were like that. And like you said, in, in Russia, it was very toxic, you know, the masculinity, right? Yes. Where you're not taught, you know, to to treat women with respect, right? You can be a macho man and still have, you know, I, for me, like that that example, like that's what I love, like the, the South, right? Part of the you know, being from Texas is like being being a gentleman mm-hmm. and being, you know, being being a man, but also masculine. You can be masculine, but you being masculine means you protect women and children. Yeah. Means you open doors, means you're kind, means you're doing good for others. Right. Not that you're better than yeah. others, not that you're better than the female sex. And that's that's where there's a difference. Yeah. I think that it's it's gross. You know, I, I don't think that that when people say toxic masculinity everyone gets confused with being a gentleman right or being being just being when you say you're being a man there's there's a very different views on that right there's gross there's thinking you're better than females Mm -hmm. uh and that is toxic and then there's just being a man being raised to to help others right Mm -hmm. and that's 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 where i get a little bit like i don't like to word or use the word toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. but in this case it definitely is that, right? Especially yeah. in, these, in these areas. I'm not saying all Russians are like that, but there's a lot of that going on, right? And so in the Middle East, same thing. In a lot of these countries, Mexico too, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Latin countries where the whole machismo thing comes to play. And so that's why I believe some of these people are able to get away with some of these things because that's normal. Yeah. Like the things you said, right? The sexual assaults of, of younger women and your, or the friends of your sister, things like that. They're like, eh, it's just boys being boys, right? Which is gross. But mm-hmm. most of those guys, you know, grew out of that and didn't become serial killers. He. Yeah. And it just shows you how did. bad <laughs> that his killing spree was when that is like. Nothing. Nothing compared to what he did. Um, but he also, during this time. Um, had discovered that he was very impotent. So that was... That was also a problem. Yeah, it was a problem. That's where his little spiders started spinning. So he had a... Was it a a girlfriend or was it a a spouse, the first one that he separated from where he discovered that he was impotent? 
Um, it was a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend, and, sh- and they tried, and it didn't work. And so she broke up with him. Then he had another girlfriend, and the girlfriend started asking around, like, oh, how can I help oh, him? Oh, that's right. He- and then everybody found out. So she started asking, like, her girlfriends. Yeah. Kind of like, what can I do to get him, to get it up, get essentially, him, yeah, right? To, to get him aroused. And, of course, girls talk, mm-hmm. talk to other boys, mm-hmm. and... To make things worse, he was already being picked on. He was already being bullied. Um, you know, people found out about his impotence. So then eventually he moved. Yeah, because he tried to kill himself. And I wish he just had killed himself, you know, at that moment. Like, yeah. I, I don't want... like his mom Didn't his mom and sister find him and actually yeah, like had to take him off the off noose? Off the noose. Yeah, so, you know... Pretty tragic. So up to this yeah. point, it's a very tragic life. Mm-hmm. It's already hard. It's Russia in the you know during world war ii um in the in the 50s 60s it's already tough um and he's got all this stuff going on he's got all these spiders and try to commit suicide can't even he's impotent uh so eventually after the military he does get married mm-hmm. right he does it's kind of arranged marriage yeah his right? sister his sister and her husband mm-hmm. and same thing he's still impotent right but yeah this is actually pretty cool i'll let you talk on this because you're the one who brought it up and we're like thinking of like this is the first uh, this is the creation of artificial insemination or whatever but go yeah. ahead and take so this girl that he marries realizes something's up with him mm. that not up oh <laughs> something's not good up. catch something's something is not, not up, up. <laughs> so they they plan i just saw uh, so what they do is that they realize that he can ejaculate, but not inside a woman. So he does it and then just shoves it up in her with her fingers. So with his fingers. So <laughs> it's kind of like. I mean, no different than using a turkey baster. I know. Right? So it's like. I guess. It was early. In, <laughs> but maybe but also I would. I want to see their ancestor.com though. Because I'm like, so they had two kids, right, a, boy a boy and a girl. And a girl. But now with Ancestry.com, I want to see, hmm, did she said, she's like, just shove it up there. It'll be fine. We'll have a kid. And then she, but really. She got raped by a German soldier. No. Like, like his, I, or like maybe. His, or but maybe. No. Germans weren't there no more. Okay. That, well, was, that, you can't use that excuse anymore like his no. mother did. Yes. <laughs> so now he, um, so yeah, maybe she found, uh, um. A willing partner, but they Who knows? she she hangs in there I mean, and work. they have two kids. It would, it would work, right? It could work. It would have to be pretty. I mean, it could. Anything can happen if you shove it up there far enough. Yeah. And if you're very potent. Um. Yeah. I mean, nobody said he wasn't potent. He just couldn't get it up. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, obviously, the, the odds are not in your favor. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, but it's stranger things have happened. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, that's a good that's a good point, though. Um, the kids came out black. So that was weird. <laughs> that was that, that is questionable. That is questionable. That um, did not happen. He just thought they were a little dark. That's all. No. He just thought. they. <laughs> no. Uh, but no. so anyways, so this is all right after his uh, military career. Like I mentioned, it was a very short military career, but unblemished record. Uh, after that, he becomes a teacher. So of all things, this sexual predator uh, becomes a teacher. And do you think that was on purpose? Do you think he kind of saw like 
Oh, like yeah. Because he started like, oh, this totally. Is easy. Or do you think it just kind of happened by chance? Like if he hadn't gotten into this profession, things could have been different. Or you think no matter where he ended up, no. this, this would have happened anyways. I think he was looking for any, like he Easy gravitated to, to children. Like yeah. he absolutely. So his first victim, well, it started with sexual assaults, right? Like you mentioned in high school, but this one was like his first recorded sexual assaults where he actually got turned in, uh, but nothing time and happened. Time and time and time again. Right. So through his entire teaching career, he would, he literally molested molested girls and boys and he was known to do this then enough complaints would happen he would get fired well no not even fired at least the first one wasn't right he got let he got he got the option of like you either like you know leave on your own or get fired so they kind of give him an out Out. which is and then he would just get another job somewhere else yeah and then move and to another town. And do it all town. over yeah. again. So and the so first the first recorded sexual assault uh, of this nature with a with a child was in 1973, and that was uh, I believe she was 12, yeah. right? I mean, or if she was 15 was years tons. old, but still, there, there was were so many. There was one where apparently he um, molested somebody, a, a young female again in her teens, at a, in a swimming pool where he ejaculated under in the pool. Uh, there's so many other examples. There's another example where he locked a girl in, in the classroom mm-hmm. and sexually assaulted her there. Um, every time that he would try to rape them, he couldn't get it up. So I guess, I mean, you know, to see the silver lining, you know, as he, why, yes, he sexually assaulted them, at least he couldn't get it up to rape them. So, you know, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I know that's horrible either way, but yeah. I mean, he couldn't it's, rape him he just couldn't rape him right and so all this stuff happened and like you said he got turned in and nobody cared nobody said anything and eventually people would just be like well you, you gotta you kind of gotta go so yeah we don't want to ruin your reputation so, so we're not gonna fire you but you gotta leave on your own right and so it that happened enough times so eventually uh i guess it wasn't enough right yeah and so eventually in i think in 74 was the first year that he actually murdered someone and uh, I believe that was a nine-year-old girl. Ugh, he's so gross. Yelena Zakodnova. Uh, he lured her into a house that he had bought, a separate house, which is weird because you're like, Does, did he have enough money now at this point to buy a second house? This was, right? Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't his and his wife's house. It was a yeah. second, like a, a shack, I guess, he owned Ugh. kind of out in, in the woods. Uh, very familiar of many other people we've covered. Right. A lot of people had either a second home yeah. or a second like, like apartment or place. like a killing place where, you know, they 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 committed these like a, a place where they their sanctuary, I guess, yeah. you know. So this guy had this place. And so this girl was found two days later. So mm-hmm. not long after down by the river where he, you know, raped and murdered her, stabbed her and choked her. Apparently, um, after he had stabbed her, she was still alive. Uh, they don't say exactly what she said. And you got to remember, the only reason we know all this stuff is because he was very talkative when yeah. he got arrested. And he gave a lot of interviews and he told everyone. He told everything pretty yes. much. Um, and so she said something to him that pissed him off mm-hmm. even more so. He had already stabbed her. So then he decided to choke her and uh, left her there. And the police found her two days after her murder. And it was um, it was sad because they found blood close to his house. 
they found blood by the river they found pieces of clothing close to his house like on the like it was a trail almost mm-hmm. of blood and clothes from the river to his house yes like this shit this should have and witnesses yeah describing a man that looked like him with this girl earlier mm-hmm. heading from the school to his place um witnesses saying that he was at this location yeah at the i mean time everything of the was pointing to him everything and yet they found another guy that apparently had just been released from prison who had raped and murdered somebody, mm-hmm. which it, to me is weird that he was out, but whatever. This guy was out. And so they're like, well, you, this guy's raped and murdered before. So he probably did it. And even though he had a solid uh, alibi, mm-hmm. his his wife or and girlfriend neighbors. and neighbor said, no, this guy was in his home. He was the whole night. Uh, eventually, the police convinced the girlfriend or wife whatever she was and her friend who were testifying that he was with them that if they continued to lie that they would also get in trouble and they would get the death penalty and so they scared him into falsifying um that he was in fact not there with yeah. them and eventually they whatever they did to him tortured or convinced them to sign a confession and yeah. he did uh and then this guy went during trial you know he took his confession back and said no they made me sign and they said they would torture me or whatever and you know if i didn't sign this confession so it was always kind of weird but this yeah. guy was let go you know from his first so like i said earlier very early on they were on to him yes. there was evidence there but because you know the police wanted to hurry up and get some get somebody yeah. they had a guy that just matched and this guy didn't have a record against them so if you think about it if those um those um the the schools that had let him go in the past had reported this but because they let him go there was no record of him sexually assaulting any students or any kids uh if there had been maybe that would have helped to you know get him captured yeah because there would have been more evidence that he was already doing this kind of stuff but either way once again he gets let go uh he slips through the cracks of our or not ours but the russian judicial system Mm -hmm. uh so he continues to do this right yeah and he gets caught a few more times we're not caught but he gets He's on the list he's he's, on the short list he's on the short list right where they interview him quite a few times for different murders right because remember this is going from 1978 did you say yeah and then again in the 90s when it got so there and and how many times did he do this um so he confessed to 56 murders um they tried him for 52 and he was convicted of 51 so one of those they were like nah not this one so it was weird whatever maybe there's just it doesn't matter at that point i guess the 51's enough but nonetheless that's yeah he 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 confessed to 56 tried for 52 convicted of 51 murders so um so yeah in 81 uh he encountered a 17 year old boarding school student larissa tachnikok i can't even pronounce that name tachnikok standing in a bus stop as he exited a public library in Rostov City Center. Um, and he um, kind of convinced her to come back to his place and actually not his place. I think they went into the forest and, uh, you know, offering her alcohol and a good time and ended up murdering her. Now, she 
did not or he did not have a knife at that time. So when he murdered her, he, he tried raping her. He, once again, he couldn't because he was impotent. And he ended up using his bare hand. So he choked her and then he ended up mutilating her body with a stick and his teeth. Ugh, Pretty so much gross. biting parts of her yeah. body and just ripping her apart like a maniac. Um, to the point where he even ripped one of her nipples off Ew. with his own teeth. It's he, so he, gross. I know he, he bit it off. I go into all how I mean, disgusting that, I, I'm he just, is. I'm just trying to stay paint a picture for these people that this is a little bit different than some of our other. Yeah. Like I mean, he, there was something the wrong. The more, Yeah, the mutilation. Obviously, there's some kind of hatred there going on. Probably being made fun of for being impotent all those years. Uh, his own mother making fun of him for bedwetting and always just, you know, harping on him for being, you know, I don't know, little for not being, you know, a, a better student. I don't know. Uh, obviously, he, he had uh, more than just spiders in there, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And that's what he know, was known for. So really early on, within a couple of these grotesque murders, he had, they knew they had a serial killer. And then, yeah. but they could not catch him. And when I, it, it's really crazy because he had it they were all so identical even though the victims were very different they were young female adults they were young female children there were young um, boys too boys yeah and he just obliv like he just obliterated their bodies like he just massacred massacred them um defiled their bodies he was just a disgusting disgusting human being and he from really early on he had he would um after the teaching gigs when they figured out okay there's something wrong with this guy he gets a job traveling yeah which and, then had just helped him get away yes, from the that location from but then they found that all of these killings were near a train station and they knew from very early on that he was meeting people. Uh, he was, you know, getting his victims because he wouldn't really hide their bodies. He would just trick someone to go off with him. They would go a little bit into the forest. He would mutilate them and kill them in horrific ways. Then he'd get back on the train and go about his business. And this... and. The more he did it, the more they would get special prosecutors and special detectives to try to catch him. They were so trying to in, put it all together. In one of his statements, he said that he enjoyed it so much after the first few killings that he was actually able to to get an erection just because of the the feeling he got from murdering. Yeah, people. he was disgusting. So he it was. wasn't even the sex anymore. It was he was getting a rise out of the murder right mm -hmm. out yeah. of choking people you know stabbing so them awful. in 84 in january and february he killed two more women young women uh in march of that same year he killed a 10 year old boy uh and then he just kept going um and then it, the really interesting part of him like when i say he was the typical typical killer um, that in 1985, they had brought in a special psychologist. Um, and 1985 was the beginning of all of this, yeah. 
you know. So let me let me just real quick. The reason they did that because '84 was a pretty active year. So yeah. like I mentioned, those other three, and then again in that summer in May, he killed another young woman, and then um, a ten-year-old and her ten-year-old daughter as well. Uh, and so then crazy. in uh, July, he killed uh, three more or two more people: a twenty-one-year-old and a twenty-one-year-old, nineteen-year-old and twenty-one-year-old female, and a thirteen-year-old boy. So. 84 was a very, very active mm-hmm. year for him, right? He, I, I believe is when he started really getting excited over this stuff, where he really started getting and just getting, just getting better at it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so going now to what you were saying is that's why they brought in. So 85, you know, yeah, so go then, ahead and talk about that. Then they create this psychological profile, which turns out once they find him, th- this person was dead on <laughs> like um it was absolutely um they pinpointed him just it was a 65 page psychological profile describing that the killer would be a reclusive man aged 45 to 50 endured a painful isolated childhood was incapable of flirting or courtship with women um they were well educated likely to be married and to be to have fathered children but was a sadist who suffered from impotence and could achieve sexual arousal only by seeing his victims suffer um they they just pinpoint this guy um to to exactly who he was um, because the killings occurred on weekdays near mass transport hubs and across the entire um, area, they argued that the killer's work required him to travel regularly. And based upon the actual days of the week when the killings had occurred, the killer was most likely tied to a production schedule. I mean, they yeah. they did not miss one thing. Well, on by him. by this time in '85, I believe he had already killed almost twenty people. Oh, uh, so gross! Just ten, I think ten or twelve of those were in '84. Oh my god! So '84 was a very active year. '85, '86 killed a few more people, but in '87 he only killed three people, and those were uh, out of town. Again, like you said, yeah. he started to travel from work, and so he would go out of town and. And commit these murders that way they couldn't really link them to him where or where he lived or the areas close to the other murders right so it was a little it was getting a little bit harder he's making it harder for them to do that in 88 uh he murdered three times again murdering uh an unidentified woman in crosny solon in april and two boys in may and july so he was getting uh he was getting more uh brazen but just mm-hmm. just kept killing it's just incredible like what he was able to get away with so yeah he just kept it going and then um i really think that of course public pressure and political people started being like okay we got to find this guy yeah he, and then yeah. the manhunt really increased um, I think was it like in eighty eight is when or eighty seven is when that that started to happen. Like people, they're just uh, politicians were getting pressured, yes. into finding. And so of course, you know, if you start pressuring these detectives and these men, right, and they they start to look bad, you know, now their their name is on the line. Yeah. So now it's like a game where they have to capture this guy. Where 
before they almost didn't that's i'm not gonna say they didn't care but i mean you see it all the time right yeah. in it even here in the states crazy. if they were these were children so i can't imagine that nobody cared about them but when we talk about other serial killers that go after homeless or you know prostitutes, prostitutes things like yeah. that society doesn't really care about them you know and so things kind of go on a little bit longer because there's no real pressure there right until there's enough of them right yeah these were children so i can't imagine that you know there wasn't a detective or a police officer that didn't want to capture this guy right but at the same time you know there were different you know social classes and so if you weren't rich if you didn't have that money nobody it, it, they didn't really care right yeah. i'm sure children went missing and murdered all the time i'm sure these were not the only ones right i think it's just because they started to mount up and they were all within those same areas and like you mentioned even the ones that were not in the same town they were along these, these and they, railroads and, and it was so, very distinctive very distinctive how the way he, mutilated them and yeah. yeah um so i think with all that you know uh, i'd hate to say it but again that masculinity is what got him caught because these guys yeah. you know they were like well i you know it's almost a game at this point it's yeah like, well, you know i'm not going to be outplayed by some killer and so i, I almost feel yeah. like the only reason they really wanted to to get him was mm -hmm. just to prove to everyone that they were good at their jobs almost you know which yeah. is it's sad because you should want to get this guy because because he's a murderer well and he's murdering children pretty interesting i i really like I was like, once they got their shit together, granted, it took 12 years, but once they got it together and you think about back then, they didn't have all, you know, even the change in the media coverage, because at the beginning, media was a lot more um, suppressed than the end times. So what they finally do to catch this guy is pretty impressive. They get 360 police officers and they're like, we're going to line all of the railroads. Is railroad. that 360? Just Th like fall in 360? Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's so weird. Are you part of this? We captured him. Oh yeah, we captured him. <laughs> so they got 360 police officers, but what they did was on all along the railway, they were all uniformed. Then in three locations, they had um, undercover police. Now, this sadly, um, we wouldn't do this today because unfortunately, by the time they actually caught him, three people were killed. But, um, but it worked because he wasn't going after people um, or after kids or young adults where there was uniformed police. He went where there was no police, even though there was some undercover police. And it was actually an undercover police officer that um, they found two more bodies during the sting. And so it wasn't going well. But unfortunately, on the third time, he did get someone. He took her out. He killed her. Um, and when he was coming back, the undercover officer was like, this doesn't match because this location, the people who got off here, they went out into the field to pick mushrooms, which was right. a big popular thing back then. I don't, picking mushrooms, never heard of it. But 
so you would have sacks mushroom picking right. sacks if you will and this guy was like nicely dressed and he comes up to the train station washes his hands and his face in like a little i don't know like fountain thing and he noticed that he was like kind of dirty but but he was fancy clothes but he had like oil and right. dirt like something he had been doing he'd something been, he'd been working the hour. and he had a little red mark on his face on his face and um the undercover was like this seems off because he doesn't one of those things is not like the other so he takes him in and at that time in russia you could keep someone for 10 years or i'm sorry 10 days hold them you without, could hold yeah. them but in that in that 10 days they w went back he had been on the short list this whole time right so a lot of detectives you know there was a lot of like i told you dude i yeah. told you it was him um so they had information on him and but in this 10 days they went and talked to where he worked as teacher um they got they, all the stuff they there. got all they're like oh this is just getting worse and worse they went and and then he had one of his supply jobs. He had gotten fired for stealing. So they were able to hold him longer on this theft charge. So then that helped him. And this is all stuff you hear about today right. where, where they charge you because they find that record you stole. Just or, so that they could hold yeah. you a little bit longer to get more, more evidence, evidence against yeah. you. Yeah. And that's totally what they did. And then they kind of tricked him in to they're saying look you're crazy we all know that no one would do this unless they weren't crazy so if you just tell us what you did you're gonna get off for being a crazy person and that's all he needed to hear and he to just admit everything and he talk. just started sharing and um in this time they had had so many people that they had Locked up people, you know, they had locked up. They let all those people go um, because they, they had their killer. And he honestly, um, he he really thought he was going to get off to the point where he appealed his, after the trial, he appealed his conviction um, because he's like, I'm crazy. And they're like, I don't care. It's Russia. I know. And the best Mother part <laughs> was he was caught in 1990. His trial was 1992. And he was ex ex executed in 1994. Look at you. That. Look at you saying big words. I know. I, I practiced. <laughs> um, but that is some amazing stuff because, like, that's the problem I have with the death penalty. I don't really like the government killing people. But if you're going to have the death penalty, why do they sit on, the, on death row for 40 years? I know. Well, I mean, in some cases it's, it's almost worse out. well it's almost worse oh. like just sitting there because you're like you're I, confined if, but if it but if it was me i'd want to be i'd want to just go now like i don't want to sit in prison like yeah that's a bigger punishment for me that's mentally true. that's a bigger punishment so i'm like just kill me like if i yeah. did something where i got the death penalty just murder me now right but so, so for me staying in prison is almost worse Having to deal with that, being locked up, not seeing your 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 friends, your family, and all that—that's worse. Knowing that you're still alive, like a caged animal, like yeah. that, that's worse to me, right? But 
you know, uh, some people, the, their urge to live, and, and that's what makes them psychotic, I guess, that yeah. they believe that they're going to get out or they believe they're innocent or that they believe they, they deserve to live. Yeah. Right? And that's the difference. I'm speaking from a normal human who well, obviously would murder. Well, <laughs> but I would never, I, I wouldn't want to sit in prison. Like, that's a worse punishment to me. Yeah. Right? And, but for me, that's why I say let them rot in prison. Because it's almost true. it's almost worse, but but to them it's it's not. So I don't know. Um, it, it, so I didn't mention at the beginning. Normally I mention the names or the nicknames of these people, but this guy had three different ones. So he was known as the Butcher of Rostov, because that's where he did a lot of his murders or committed a lot of his murders. The Red Ripper or the Rostov Ripper. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were the three nicknames he was known by. Also, if you want to watch a movie on this guy, watch Citizen X. That movie came out in 95, so a year after he died. And let me tell you something. When I was reading all this stuff and checking uh, or, or um, looking at, at the history of this guy, I thought about this movie. And I was like, I mm-hmm. wonder if it's this movie. And when I, I looked up the movie, it sure is. Uh, because I remember as I was reading this stuff, mm-hmm. I was remembering something. And I was like, I think I've seen this before. And it was. It's Citizen X. And I Ugh. in 95, I, I don't know if you... You remember, but, you know, HBO would come out with like, if you get, you know, 30 days free or three, <laughs> three months free, yeah. you know, uh, with cable um, or if you get cable, you get three months free of HBO or whatever. And then my parents would like, you know, cut it off after three, you know, months, three yeah. months or whatever. And so we would have HBO once or twice a year. Yeah. Right. Because of these special things. Right. Mm-hmm. We never actually had it. Or paid for it. And I remember one of those times, that's where I got to see a lot. Like, I would binge on oh, different movies when we had those. Before, it was, before cool. it was cool. And so I remember this one. And I remember I had to watch it, like, alone, like, at night because it was a rated R movie. Oh. And it was, I mean, I I, kinda, I thought it was a horror movie. Like, oh. just from, from reading the description, whatever, of them, I didn't know it was a real thing until later on in life. I didn't know it was based on a real guy. And, and after reading this, and then I looked at it, and I was like, yep, that's, that movie is based on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's where my my interest in serial killers and, and the psychology maybe. behind these guys came from because um, it was a very good movie. It, 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 it was very... It was a very... Um, uh, how can I explain? It, I mean, it was it was horrible. Like they showed some some pretty. I mean, just reading this, think of yeah. what I read. They showed some of that stuff in the movie, right? Uh, not not everything, not crazy, but they they showed some of the bodies yeah. or talked about what what happened to the bodies and and they they showed the guy and you know kind of his 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 story and what he was going through and the detective. Uh, it kind of was based around the main detective that was really going after this guy. In the movie, they made him out to be this guy that really, he was this, you know, like uh, a knight on a white horse coming in to save the day. Like mm-hmm. he wanted nothing more than to capture this guy, right? And yeah. so they, they they made it out to be like this guy, that's all he did. Like mm-hmm. he, he lived, he ate, he, he breathed, he slept yeah. for this to capture this guy you know and so it's it's if you want to know more about it and you want to see the movie it that i that think that movie has a um, a lot of good stuff in it like it's it's a movie obviously but um it's still about as close as you're gonna get to to experience what what this Ooh, guy did so bad news yeah so anyways that's um chikatilo andre chikatilo the red ripper or the rostov ripper mm-hmm. or the butcher of Rostov, 
either yeah. whatever nickname you want to go by that's this guy and it's so weird to me it's weird because like he has two kids that are like my brother's age yeah. you know so it's just so weird that they're out there they probably have grandkids and this is like i don't know it's so weird to be like uh, related to this guy yeah associated with him so like, yeah this one was a, a really really uh dark one i love you guys you guys take care thank you guys for all your support uh this one was a dark one but mm. we got through it uh, uh me and crystal gotta go take a shower now yes it's a tough one to get through Ugh, but so uh horrible. yeah if you really really want to know more about it uh that movie citizen x was was a it was a good movie it was it it it, it portrayed uh some of the the stuff we talked about here and showed a little bit more of the the, the gruesome details unfortunately it's it's sad but it happens you know so we don't talk about this stuff because we enjoy talking about it but we like to bring awareness and we like to get into the psychology of this stuff and you know i think as a society we've grown a lot and we yeah. understand people and so if we can see these signs a lot quicker mm -hmm. you know we might be stopping a murder so yeah. you know don't uh don't and if you're a mother don't don't be don't be mean to your children yeah you know because we all know mothers are killers. the reason why serial killers exist <laughs> So please don't mothers, let any of my children turn into serial killers. Mothers be kind to your children and mm -hmm. fathers uh don't be douchebags, be there for your families. Yeah. Show so, up, fuckers. Just be good parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just take care just love your children. And for those of you that are good parents and your kids are, you know, evil, well, there's nothing you can do about it. So but hmm. anyways, for crystal reedy i'm outside the wire choir see you guys next time save the pingolins